1: This is uh, Jay Horwitz with a very special edition Amazing Conversations with three key members of the 1973 NL Championship Mets.
2: Cleon Jones,
1: the left fielder, Ron Hodger, the catcher, and Felix Beyond, second base. Thank you, guys, for coming on. I appreciate it. Guys, let me start with, uh, you know, Mookie's at bat in the 86 World Series is probably regarded as the, the best at bat in Mets history. The ball on the wall on the wall, play. It's probably the most single. You know, with no play has got more touching than that. Let me take it back. September twentieth, nineteen seventy-three. Top of the thirteenth inning, the Mets and Pirates are tied. They're tied. Um, Richie uh, Dave Augustine hits a ball over Clay on his head. Richie Zisk is uh, trying to score. Clay, what did you think? What do you remember about the play?
0: What I remember about the play is that uh, when the ball was hit, uh, I realized I had no chance of uh, uh, making the catch. Uh, so I, I stopped in front of the wall, just on the edge of the grass, uh, hoping uh, for a calm off the wall uh, to get the ball back in the infield as quickly as possible. But, uh, never realizing that the ball would hit the, the top of the wall and come back on the fly to me. When he came back on the fly, I was able to turn and relay the ball back to uh, Garrett. I think Garrett was playing shortstop that day. Yeah, Garrett. And uh, Garrett made a perfect throw to home uh, and and it saved the ball game for us.
1: Rod, what did you think when you, as you, from the catcher's position, as the play was unfolding, what did you think, any chance at all getting them thrown out at home plate?
3: It's always the chance, you know. I think we we ex- executed perfect defense there when Cleon grabbed the ball off the wall, whipped the throw to Garrett, and Garrett threw a one hopper to me at the plate. All I had to do was catch the ball, hold on to the ball, and allow the run to slide
1: into it. Felix, you were on the field. What, did, what were your thoughts if you thought a play had Dean? What did you think?
2: Well, I thought, you no, know, as soon as. Uh... Cleo threw the ball to uh, Wayne. Uh, I'm happy that Wayne has a better, better arm that I that I have, and uh, he threw the ball a
1: lot better to uh, Ronnie. And then in the bottom of the inning, Ronnie, you came up with the bases loaded, got a key hit. We win the game four to three. After that game, did you guys think that maybe the stars were aligned perfectly for us? I mean. I mean, how often does a ball sit on top of a fence and fall back into the field instead of falling over for a home run? What would you guys think? Well,
0: personally, I, I think that uh, the league kind of waited, waited around for us. We, we had a lot of injuries that year, uh, a lot of ins and outs uh, with our lineups, uh, pitching staff, and, and finally we were getting healthy, mm-hmm. uh, and we were still in the running and we was right at a uh, uh, just below 500 at that period I think so then uh after that play uh, uh, we were rejuvenated as a team uh, cuz we we knew we had a chance to uh, you know to win the pennant and uh suddenly
1: uh that one play kept us in the ball game one of the most remarkable meaningful place in in July, I think the we were like 11 games below 500, and it was a famous clubhouse meeting where Tug McGraw yelled out, you got to believe, and it did, didn't take effect right away. Do you guys remember anything? Did that saying have any effect, or is it revisionist history? I mean, you know, what effect did what Tug said have on how you guys played out the rest of the year? Well, can
2: I, I can say that I knew we had a Good ball club to to finish first. After the uh, meeting, uh, the guys and Todd, everybody was hoping that we started doing good because we weren't doing the way supposed to be because we had a better club than the other guys.
0: The way I saw it uh, is that uh, M. Donald Grant, that's the meeting that he came into the clubhouse. Right. Right. And... uh, you know, gave us a pep talk and, you know, tried to lift us up and whatnot. And Tug being Tug, <laughs> uh, 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 him Donald Grant was trying to pump us up and Tug just shouted at the end of the meeting, uh, you gotta believe. And and uh, everybody uh, thought that was quite comical at that time. And we, we all laughed and, you know, joked around after that, but uh, that, uh stayed with the ball club you got to believe and suddenly uh you know if you're going to win you got to believe in each other you got to believe in each other uh as a team uh so it you know it, it's great to believe but when you got you know sieva and uh matlack uh that's going to be two on the mound and other guys that were getting healthy uh it, it looked like we, we were going to be the team that we set out to be
1: in spring training. Ron, do you remember anything about the meeting at all?
3: Well, I was a rookie that year. If you remember, and when uh, Mr. Grant had that meeting, we all figured, well, he's going to clean house. You know, everybody's <laughs> going to be gone. But uh, somewhere in the in the meeting, Mr. Grant had just continued to pound the word. You got to believe, you got to believe in yourself. You got to have confidence. Mm. And I think when Tug felt that urge, and he almost hit his head on the on the ceiling mm. with that, yeah, you got to believe. I believe. Do you believe? And he was mm. running around to all the other players saying, Do you believe? And I'm going, Yeah, man, I believe.
1: <laughs> Ed Craigpool told me a story, guys. I guess Tug and he were roommates that he was afraid that. Uh, Mr. Grant thought that, that Tug was mocking him, so I think he went to to uh, and told him, "I'm not mocking you. I'm you know. I mean, was that was that part of what history too that, that the owner might have thought that Tug was mocking him in a way?
2: I I think so. I think uh, uh, Mr. Grant thought that uh, that Tug was mocking him, but no, he just wanted to pep us up. And tr- trying to make the guys get, you know, ready to play the next the,
1: the game. I'm just getting some records. On August fifth, the Mets were forty-eight and sixty, like twelve games out of first place, and they go like thirty-four and nineteen the rest of the way. Win the the last day in, in, in Chicago it was because of injuries, because the other teams were winning, and that's a remarkable turnaround in, in a pretty short period of time. It was just a crazy
0: pennant race. Well, it was was a it it was a crazy race because that 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 wasn't a dominant team, you know. As you look back, Uh, there's a lot of talent on all of those teams, Cardinals and Pittsburgh. uh, You you name it, Chicago, but uh, everybody was struggling uh, in our division around uh, 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 below five hundred. So that gave three or four teams a chance to win the, win the pennant. And suddenly uh, uh, when we got healthy, uh, we seemed like uh, we were going to be the recipient of that. Uh, and that's what happened.
3: Well, I think we, uh, we, we just leaned very heavily on our dominant pitching staff, our great defense and a timely hitting a like Besty got hot with the bats. Uh, we just we just played with confidence. With that, you gotta believe attitude that, hey man, we're gonna win this thing, and we did.
1: So we we go into the playoffs. Um, five games. We beat the Reds uh, in five games uh getting ready to face Oakland in the series. And we had one of the games against Cincinnati. It's another big part of Mets lore was. Uh, when when uh, Buddy and Pete Rose got to a fight at second base and the bench mentioned be, base and the benches is empty. What do you recall about that fight?
2: I, I think that was good for the for, for the team because we were very aggressive and that's what the team needs to win some games. And uh, I know after uh, the uh, Rose and uh, and Buddy thinks, Starting hitting up, I, I was behind first way because remember I have to go and go behind first in case of a back throw, and I didn't get a chance to to do or see too much of the of the arguments. When you
0: when you, when, you, when you start about thinking about team brawls and things of that nature, uh, you you know if you go back to '69, you you can understand why Don Cotwell would would retaliate. You know, he, he's a brawler, he was a brawler. But when you think in terms of Buddy and Pete, uh and they, they were friends, you know. They they uh they talked quite a bit and interacted quite a bit. And that just shows you the heat of the game. The heat of the game, anything can take place. And uh Buddy just got ticked off because Pete would be in Pete. You know, he, he slid into uh second base hard and heavy trying to make things happen and temper's flat. Uh, I, you know, I'm right there in left field. So when I run in and uh, everybody's standing around, but mostly people are trying to break the thing up. Every, You know, most of the sometimes teams just get out after each other, you know, one guy one after another the because of something that happened two years ago and you get a big bra, but everybody was in the process of trying to break up Pete. But I remember Pedro Barbone, he was a pitcher on that staff, and he he got really upset and he started eating on his hat. And and so everybody had had to contain him, Uh, uh, but uh, that that was the only other part of that uh, scenario that, was quite comical for me.
1: Ron, you know, in 73 rookie season, you're fortunate enough to catch Seaver, Kuzman, Matlock that year. You complied with Jerry Grody at ten. How was it as a catcher to catch those pitchers you know, throughout the year?
3: Well, my first game was catching Seaver, and Yogi told me, he said, hey, don't worry about uh, what pitches to call because Seaver's going to call his own game. And he would put down, a, he'd say, you put down a sign, and if I don't pitch, put down another sign. So he didn't shake you off, you know. He'd just, he'd just uh, he'd stare you off. And, uh, he, you know, he had that dominant fastball inside, right on the belt, right on the hands, sawed off a whole lot of bats, made Rube Walker very, very happy. Every time he'd break a bat, he'd start to cack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about did you put through Koosman and Matlock? I mean, I... Different kind of pitchers, with with Tom.
3: Yeah, they were different left-handers, big, strong, fastball pitchers. You know, we lived and died with that fastball, and uh, except for Tug. Tug, 'cause Tug came out throwing the screwball. You know, that was that was his strength, and uh, you know, they were just getting the job done for us.
1: Yeah, they did more than that. So World Series, unfortunately, you know, we lose in seven games. Uh, in game uh, four and five, we, we won. Uh, I think we gave up with Matlock and, and Kuzman, gave up one run in 18 innings. Go out to Oakland ahead three to two. Then there's a big disc- discrepancy. pitcher Tom on short rest. pitcher George Stone. And then, we, unfortunately, we lose two tight games out there. How disappointing was it? You know, you know, we, we yeah, you know, we held the Oakland team, one run in eighteen innings, going west, and we lose both games out there. After fifty years, it is still hurt not winning that championship. Well, I think you know,
2: uh, we put everybody asked me why do you well, Yogi put Sibet to pitching, and then he put Joe Stone. But you say you gotta go with your big big gun, and Siva was the big gun right there. And I think we had the best pitching staff in the National League, and you had to put the guy because he was a
1: winner. What, what do you guys think?
0: Well, what what I think about it is that uh, doing doing that, that process, uh, we we a couple of us talked to Yogi about trying to rest Siva. Another day to go with George Stone because he he had been real effective down the stretch for us and and he hadn't pitched an enemy. so we say if we got gave George a chance in the sixth ball game even if we don't win that ball game we got arrested Siever, uh we got Matlack we got to, we, we we got guys we can throw at these people. That don't have to concentrate on going nine innings. They can co- concentrate on going uh, five innings and, and get through that. And and, and we can we, we could we're still throwing our best at them. But we're throwing our best. But we're not giving them uh say giving them the ball and say go give me a complete game. Go give me all you got, and uh, let, let's double up on them, and and we can beat them.
1: What were your thoughts on the pitching? You know, going out and not winning after being ahead three three to two.
3: Well, obviously, you, you go into every ball game, whether it's a World Series, the playoffs, or anything, expecting to win, wanting to win. So it was quite disappointing. Uh, and I'm like Cleon. I, I I think George Stone had a great year for us. He won twelve ball games, lost three. And he, he didn't have the the fastball that the rest of those guys had, but. He, he did have the heart, and he got people out. Uh, it could have changed, but that's that's hindsight. You know what happened in the series happened, and
1: we all have to live with. It. I want to talk about two guys uh, from the team. Um, you know, I'm being honest. My my idol growing up was Willie Mays. You know, I adored Willie Mays. I was a giant fan. I worshipped Willie Mays. You know, we and we I was one of the things I was proudest of, and Clem was a part of the committee. We retired his number a year ago. Uh, what, what what kind of a, you know, he didn't really hit that much when he was with us, but he, I think he won one World Series game. How was it to play with Willie Mays as his teammate? You know, this is 50 years that he retired in September. So, you know, it's 50 years he's out of the game. What was it like to have Willie Mays on, on the 73 team? I think
2: uh, he was an inspiration for all of us. He was a great ball player, and be, beside him playing, I think he it was great. I think uh, Willie, one of the best players in the in the major leagues, I was happy for him to be there. Yeah, when when when, when Willie
0: the trade was made for Willie, uh, and and I, I was thankful uh, for that because he was always uh, my favorite player. As, and, and I'm from Mobile, Alabama, <laughs> and Hank Aaron is from Mobile, so they they were the two top players in the National League at that time. But to me, Willie uh, was probably one of the all all-time greats because he could do everything. He could beat you on the bases. He, he could beat you on defense, offense. He he, he just did all the little things that uh, most of the uh, players in the league uh, didn't do. I mean, there was a lot of great players, Sam Musial, Hank Aaron, and you can name them, but uh, he could beat you in, in so many ways. But when I got to, he got to be my locker mate. Uh, and what a joy that was for me to, to come in and undress and, and dress and be able to talk to Willie Mays about uh, all of the great things that uh, he had contributed to baseball. And I thought it was fitting that he came to to Russ uh, in that setting. But what you have to remember is that, uh, you know, he he was still a great ball player when he got to the Mets, but he had knee problems and nobody really knew that. There were times when his knees were so swollen, he could hardly walk and he shouldn't – even think about going on, on, on the field, but he did it. And I used to tell him, uh, Willie, you you know you don't have to prove anything. You've already proven it. Wait till you're fit to, you know, to go out on the field. But when he was healthy, uh, and, and we saw that as Mets uh, uh, during the course of the year, that when he was feeling good, we saw the real Willie Mays and, and how great he was. And and suddenly it was an inspiration to me and a joy to have played with him, and I still think uh, Oakland might have been the best team on paper, but I think we should have won the World Series that year. We were just one or two players away from. But I'm I'm not gonna start calling names and blame and and, and have a blame game. we just have to live with what happened. Uh, but I'm thankful to have been a part of that team and, and having Willie Mays as
1: a locker mate. It, Ron Hodge, did you have much by play with Willie? You are a rookie. Did you able to associate with him at all?
3: I, I talked with him, old Herb Norman tried to play a joke on me one time. Willie's locker was across the way from mine and Herb comes by and he says, um, Ron, I'm going to tell you something. Willie just loves for people to stare at him. I'm <laughs> just, sit here and stare at him. Uh, just staring away at Willie. And all of a sudden, <laughs> w- Willie's skin goes to crawling and he comes walking across the clubhouse like, That's What funny. are you staring at? <laughs> <laughs> I can remember it too. It seemed like uh, I played a lot on Sundays. You know, Grady didn't want to play on Sundays, and uh, those other guys would play all during the week. So Sundays I'd get to play, and Willie played a lot of Sundays. And he loved to play the game. He just loved to play the game. And we'd go out into the the dugout, and when they sang the anthem, we ran out on the field. Willie would say, it's showtime, kids. Let's go put on a show for these people.
0: Yeah.
1: Herb Norm used to play jokes on me. I my I was my first he was eighty. He had this the joke that he, he must have played the same joke in the other nineteen different times. I felt for it all the time. I had to pull something and it all like got all dirt all over me. Hey, one guy I wanted to touch on before we go with Rusty Staub had a great postseason, hit over four hundred in the World Series, three three home runs, played with a bad show. Tell me what, what did Rusty mean to you guys in seventy three? Well Rusty
2: to me Rusty was a great great hitter. great off field too bad and in that game. He messed up his shoulder. And that was one of the games that we lost because he couldn't throw from the uh, from the right field. And he threw the ball to me on a basic and the ball didn't reach me. And I tried to catch it and dropped it and when I went home. But we didn't had a chance to get the guy. Yeah,
0: and and, and I, I keep saying that uh, we we had a injury, we had injury problems uh, throughout the year, and we went into the World Series. Just I mean, Felix was hurt, uh, Rusty was hurt, uh, Mays' knees were swollen. Uh, 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 so uh, we were ailing team, and I will tell you, uh, the first time in my career. That I was afraid. Listen to what I'm saying. I was afraid, not for myself, but I was afraid we weren't going to be able to to represent the national league uh, as needed. And I, I, I prayed on that. And and suddenly uh, uh, we 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 represented. And and I say today, uh, whenever I'm having this conversation that uh, we were, we should have won. And like Felix and Harger said, uh, we were just one or two plays away uh, from winning it. Uh, we should have won the sixth ball game. Uh, and I, I've explained this a hundred times uh, since that happened. Uh, a fly ball hit, Seba pistol a tremendous ball game and we're we in the ninth inning. Uh, uh, Campaneras got a hit, stole base. And, and a fly ball hit in the middle of the warning track in the late innings that should have been caught. Uh, that ball was caught. We out of the inning. Uh, we don't go to the extra innings. We win the ball game. It, it's little things that, that, that happen. Uh that uh, maybe showed up to baseball people, but it, uh, we, we just didn't we didn't finish. Uh, and it was all because of communication. Uh, and I'll leave it there.
1: Our ownership has got a great sense of history, and we want to keep honoring the past like we're doing. And you guys have really had a remarkable year to come from 12 Kings back in August to you know, to, to win the pennant, get get to win, go to seventh game in the World Series. So, you know, I look forward, you'll we'll have some interaction with our fans and hopefully have a good trip back to New York and a lot of good memories. And you guys accomplished that. Maybe you didn't win the whole thing, but coming where you did to go where you ended up and overcoming all the injuries and stuff to win the pennant last day, it's remarkable. So I just want to thank you guys for your time. Well,
0: uh, let, let me just say thank you for bringing us back. Uh no. I, I see Felix quite a bit. Uh Mr. Hodges, I haven't seen in a while. Uh it'd be good to see uh Mr. Hodges and his family. Uh it's been a while. So uh it, it's always great to be around uh and, and and just uh talk with teammates about old times. It re- rejuvenates me. Uh so I, I need some rejuvenation <laughs> at this point in my know,
1: life. You, you know what I'm glad about to 73? you guys shouldn't be forgotten. You know, you always celebrate the winner, but we won, you know, won the pennant, won the pennant the last day of the season, a remarkable pennant race. You guys should be remembered what you did and you know and hopefully we get back in September. The fans will appreciate you giving another round of applause for what you accomplished that year. Thank you, Jay. Thank you.